Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for every seed sown. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being sowers. And as your word says, our giving is part of our worship. And we want to give you the best when we worship you. You don't deserve second best. You, you deserve the best. And thank you that it might be a worship unto you, Lord. A sweet smelling aroma in your presence. Bless every seed, as your word says. 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. We bless you in Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Who's ready for the word of God? I'm going to speak to five people today that believes the word of God without a shadow of a doubt. Okay, let me say this side. I'm speaking to five people today who's believing the word of God without a shadow of a doubt. One of the, one of the main things is to understand, and Wednesday evening I've touched on that a little bit, and I just want to say this again, that when a baby is born, when a child is born, that child can't feed himself. That child needs to be fed. Who believes that? Right, newborn child must be fed. You can't give him meat. You must give him milk. And then you have to tap him on the back. And every now and then, I shall burp and it's okay. And then that child doesn't stay small. There will come a time that everything that he sees, he will put in his mouth or in his nose or in his ear. He will take anything that he sees. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody right now. He will take anything that he sees, put it in his mouth, put it in his ear, put it in his nose. Then there comes a point where he starts to crawl. And then you have to check him, especially when he starts to crawl. And then the crawling stage comes to a place where he starts to walk. And then he grows up. He's no longer just a small child. He grows up to be a teenager. I know. All right, he's, he grows up to be a teenager. And then no longer a teenager, then he's a man. Paul says, when I was a child, I fought like a child. He says, but now that I'm a man, I've put off childish things. I no longer think like a child. Now I think like a man. You see, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, you start off as a babe. You need milk. You need to be fed. Somebody needs to spoon feed you every day. The, the most critical part for any born again child of God is the stage where they put everything in their mouth, everything in their ear, and everything in their nose. What do you mean, Vessel? They listen to any teaching. They want to take everything. They want to put everything in their ear. They want to put everything in their nose. And it's dangerous. It's not good for a baby to put stuff in their nose, in their ears, and in their mouths. Hallelujah. So Christians, that's the same. They put everything in their mouth, everything in their ear, everything in their nose, and it's not good. And then you have to help them out of that stages and say, don't do that. And then suddenly they are ready. They are tired of the milk. And Paul says that we have to come to a place where we put aside the milk and where we get into the full stuff, the full meat of God's word. Too many Christians are happy being spoon-fed after 30 years of serving the Lord. They are still on the milk. The devil is still throwing them around, still dictating their lives, still stealing, still killing, and still destroying. While the people of God don't realize that God has called you to maturity because Paul says, now that I'm a man, I no longer think like a child. I'm not offended like a child. I don't think like, oh my God, I don't do what a child is doing. I'm doing what a man is supposed to do. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I act like a man. I speak like a man. I'm an adult. And this is my prayer for God's people today. That people will get to a place of maturity. Where they no longer think about what the devil tells them. I'm telling Christians that I'm preaching to five people. If you still hear the devil speak to you, you're going to have to come out for deliverance. Many people say, well, Satan told me this. And the devil said that. Uh, listen, we are not temples of the devil. We are temples of the Holy Ghost. We are not supposed to hear what the devil says. According to the word of God, come on, I'm speaking to the grown people. According to the word of God, the devil is under our He's not equal to you. He's under your feet. And I want to tell you why the devil hates you so much. If people can just know the word of God. Matthew 16 and 19 says this. Matthew 18 verse 18 says the following. You are the only creation that has the authority that whatever you bind on the earth, it is automatically bound in heaven. Think about that. The devil cannot bind anything on the earth. You're going to get this. No angel in heaven can loosen anything in heaven. You have the authority to bind up and to loose. The Bible says this, you are the only creation that can declare something bound on the earth and then it's bound in heaven. You are the only creation that can lose something on the earth and then it's loosed in heaven. This is why the devil hates the church so much. Because he knows when the church understands the power and the authority that the church has, that the devil has no authority over the church no more. I'm preaching to somebody. So many people quote the scripture, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, submit yourselves under God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The reason why Christians can no longer rebuke the devil is because they have not learned what it means to submit under God. You can try to resist the devil until you're blue in the face, until you have one thing secured, how to submit under God. You can only resist him when you submit it. Am I speaking to the right crowd? Christians that don't go to church, I'm saying this boldly, they are not Christians. What Christian sits at home? Oh, don't, don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. What type of Christian stays at home? While the mosque is full, the Christian stays at home. But there's a people, a peculiar people, a people set aside that is not afraid of, come on, the terror by day or the arrow by night. Because we know what it means to submit ourselves unto God. When you are submitted, the flesh obeys. Am I speaking to the right crowd? I'm telling you this. The Bible says in the book, first book of Peter, he says that the enemy, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, looking at who he can kill and devour. The word devour means to quickly eat it up, to quickly destroy it. So the Bible says that the enemy is looking or is walking around like, let me just quickly say this to you, Satan is the biggest copycat in the world. Because my Bible teaches me that Jesus Christ is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Now the Bible says he walks around. And here's the problem, people of God. People don't, it's, it's a struggle for people to differentiate between God and Satan. The Bible says in the last days, anything that is holy, they will call unholy. Everything that's unholy, they will call holy. In other words, the Lord is walking around. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He is the only liar. What does the devil do? He walks around like one. 
so that people of God, which is supposed to know the voice of God, always thinks that the devil is against them. Let me tell you, the devil is a house cat. I said the devil is a house cat. The only authority he has over you and your family is the authority that you give him. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now in this place. He walks around like a roaring lion. Like a roaring lion. He can't roar. I said he can't roar. The roar comes from the true lion. The authority comes from the true lion. Come on, the boldness and the dominion. I need that five people to help me preach in this place this morning. So afraid of what the devil can do. But they don't understand what Christ has already accomplished on the cross of Calvary. When Jesus said, it is finished, he meant it. He did not say, Jesus did not die and say, to be continued. I said, Jesus did not die and say, to be continued. He said, it is finished. Every authority in heaven, on the earth, and underneath the earth has been given back to Christ Jesus. And He has given it to us. Now He says, whatever you bind. You didn't get this. Whatever you bind. It's time to stand up and get your authority back and say, devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. You better tell that symptom, I bind you up in Jesus' name. I loosen the healing power of God. You have the authority. I want to make a bold statement right now. Satan can't even kill you without God's knowledge. He says, I give you life and death. Choose life that you might live. Come on, Christians. You have the authority. You have the power. Don't just sit on it, but declare the word of God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout. You see, the Bible says, for the, the weapons of our warfare is not carnal, but powerful. For the pulling down of strongholds. Come on, he says so that every imagination, come on, your, 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 your thought process can be in alignment with the word of God. Your fight, your wrestle is here. Okay, I want to I speak to somebody right now. We know that the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers, rules of darkness. Who understands that? We don't fight each other. We fight the devil. Our fight is against the devil. But let me explain something to you that you miss. According to the word of God, we already won. Okay, where's the five? According to the word of God. I said according to the word of God. According to the word of God. He says all things works together for the good of to those who love Him, to those who called according to His plans and His purposes. Nothing takes God by surprise. Satan cannot even attack you without God's knowledge. Imagine this. Have you considered my servant Job? My goodness gracious. What a testimony. Imagine God says to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there's no man like him on the earth. Man full of faith, a man of righteousness. I want to be Job. I want God to say to you, Well done, this is my servant. So tell your neighbor, Your fight is here. One more time. And everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God is coming down. 
Please open up your Bibles with me to the book of Ephesians. We're going to read Ephesians chapter 6. And as you turn there, I want to say this again. You cannot resist the devil unless you have submitted to God. You cannot resist Satan unless you have submitted to God. Ephesians chapter 6. The Bible says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Have you noticed what it says? Take it up. Don't put it down. Track it on. What did track it? Christians does this on a Sunday. They take up the armor of God on a Monday to lay down. And then they carry the burdens of this world. But the scripture says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. So what makes you, what helps you withstand the attacks and the onslaughter of that thing that walks around like a lion? It's the armor of God. Let me say that again. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having, all done, having done all to stand. Now, keep it there. Did you know that that, that is a, a, a battle stance? They told soldiers in, before, what they will tell them is, you have to fight, and then when, every, when you have done everything, you have to stand and be ready again for another fight. He doesn't say you win the fight and then you go sit down. He says, I'm giving you the victory, but then I'm telling you to stand so that whenever anything comes against you, you take it out. When there's a, you take out Goliath, but when his brother comes up, you don't wait for Saul, you take him out too. This is what it says. If you have done everything to, to do, if you've done all things, then stand. Doesn't say go sleep. I said it doesn't say go lay down. A lot of people win the victory today and then they forget about tomorrow. You can't win tomorrow's victory based on what you've done yesterday. You have to keep on standing. You have to keep on pushing. Come on, you have to keep on pushing. You have to keep on fighting. Paul says fight the good fight of faith. In other words, it's a good fight. What does this mean? I win. Come on, somebody shout, I win. So in having done all to stand, listen to the next one. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, I'm going to run through it quickly, and having shot your feet of the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Let's go back to the, to the first verse. And I'm going to teach you. I want you to get a pen and paper. We're going to teach and preach today. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. The whole armor. Too many people have got on the shoes, but not the belt. I'm speaking to somebody. Some of you have the belt, but you don't have the sword. Somebody left the sword at home while they carry around the salvation. But God says if you give the enemy away, if you open up a door for him, this is what people don't realize. If you close a door on Satan today, Tomorrow he's coming back to see if that door is still closed. The Bible says that when the enemy has come out and he sees the house is swept clean and nobody is filling that, that void, that emptiness, he will bring back seven worst demons. Is somebody listening to me in this place? This is why you have to put on the whole armor of God. This means that the devil cannot come to you. He attacks 
the outside, the armor that God has given you. It doesn't help you walk around with a helmet, but your heart is open. It doesn't happen you. It doesn't help you. Your heart is closed, but your pants is falling off. Am I speaking to somebody? So he says, take up the whole armor of God. Now I'm teaching you today how it's possible for you to always be victorious in a fallen world. And I'm saying, oh my God, how can I be victorious always? How can I be the head always in a fallen world? When I see bad news on the TV, I know that I'm the head. <laughs> when I hear bad news from the doctors, I knew that I'm the head. Am I speaking to you, somebody? You are always the head. I want you to say that 21 times. I'm always the head. I'm always the head. Come on, one more time. I'm always the head. So he says that when you take up the whole armor of God, you will be able to withstand in the evil day. The evil day means the day of attack, the day of onslaught, the day of bad news, the day of symptoms, the day that the bank says we're repossessing your car. Am I speaking to you? That's that day. And then he says, having done all to stand. So what God wants to teach you is after you've, you fought your biggest fight, you'll still be able to stand and say, this volgene. Oh, you didn't get this. I don't know how can I, I, can take, I can't take this no more. I've been through so much, God. This is the reason why people feel that way. Because God is not teaching you just to survive. God doesn't say the armor comes on you to survive. He says the armor comes upon you to withstand. Anything that comes your way, you'll be ready. I'm speaking to somebody. Anything that comes your way, you will be ready. You will know exactly what to do in that day. When the evil day comes, you are ready. Next verse. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. That's the, the first thing that the Bible teaches us. Make sure that you have your belt. Now, when you gird your waist with the truth, it speaks about a belt of truth. Say with me, the belt of truth. When a, when a soldier, when, 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 you know, when they went into war, the most important part was the belt. Do you know why? The belt is called the, the truth. Girded with truth. All right? The belt is what kept the weapons. Please take note, we'll read it later on. The sword is called the word of God. The belt kept the sword. The belt is called the truth. Too many Christians fight the devil with a lie. There's no truth. No, you didn't get me. I want to go deep to with you today. This is why a lot of people have different doctrines and different ways of thinking. And when the enemy attacks, they fall apart. They don't know how to stand because there's no truth in them. The, the minute they try to raise up a weapon, there's no weapons to fight with because they have not been girded with truth. Am I speaking to the right crowd? This is why the truth, Satan will always try to defeat you with a lie. I'm speaking to somebody. Satan can't speak the truth. The Bible says there's no truth in him. The devil always attacks with a lie. A doctor tells you there's no more life. Oh my God, I'm speaking to you right now. Your boss says there's no more job for you. The devil will always attack you with a lie. You don't feel good. Oh, you can't breathe so well. Come on, don't shout me down. That's what you feel. 
That's what the devil tells. He always tries to defeat you with a lie. How am I supposed to stand in a fallen world when everything around me is lies, lies, lies? I know what the word of God says. His truth is my shield and my buckler. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. He says that the spirit of truth will in that day remind you of all the things that Jesus has said to you. We need the truth. We don't need messages that will pacify us. We need the word of God preach to us with boldness and conviction that will set us free that's what we need hallelujah we don't need our shame we need the word of God telling you that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you you need the word of God come on that's sharper than any two-edged sword you need the truth of God's word his truth is I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Even if you go through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff. The truth is even if you die. If you believe in him. You will live. He says you will live because he lives. The truth is, He is the only way. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, and He's the end. The truth is, there's no way that you can find anyone as pure, as holy, as glorious as the Jesus. The truth is, He died on the cross, and on the third day, He rose in victory. The truth is, He's seated next to the Father. The truth is, He's coming back in power and glory. That's the truth. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. This is why Christians fall falls apart. There's no truth in them. What do they do? They crawl around. It's here. Did you hear what he said? Did you hear what he said? Oh, did you hear what he said? The Bible says those who's rooted in the house of God shall be established. They shall flourish in the old days. Christians, get off the milk. Get to some solid food. Today, you know people want, people want a, a five-step plan to the blessing of God. They don't want to hear about holiness. They don't want to hear about separation. They don't want to hear about consecration. They don't want that. They don't want to hear about holy living. I'm telling you the truth. The reason why Jesus and the rest of the disciples saw the miracles they did was because of the truth. Everywhere, ever there's truth, there's God's miracle working power will always accompany truth. Hallelujah. This is why Christians are being tossed around when the first wave is against them. I'm not being nasty. I'm telling you the truth. This is why when it's good, they serve the Lord. When it's bad, oh, everything is bad. They quit on the Lord. They turn their back on God. They don't go back to church because they're not rooted in truth. When you are rooted in truth, it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. He is still the King of glory. He's still my hiding place. He's still my shelter. Weapons can only be carried on the belt. This is why the Bible mentions this first. Speaks about the belt of truth. Hallelujah. The belt of truth. Say with me. The belt of truth. So having girded your waist with truth. Then the Bible goes on. He says, the second one. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. 
To understand this, you have to understand what righteousness is. Righteousness means to be in right standing with God. Do you know what the breastplate has, has done? The breastplate covered the most crucial organs. In other words, it covers the heart. It calls, it's called the breastplate of righteousness. In other words, so that your heart is always close to God. I'm teaching somebody. When you walk in righteousness, in other words, you're in right standing with God. Right standing means that you're no longer part of the sin of the world. You can't we like to party on a Saturday and Sunday, holy, 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 Lord, you're not righteous. Don't believe the lie. I said, don't believe the lie. Soon I'll put it on pot bean. What grace was you've missed on Wednesday night. You missed out. Am I speaking to the right crowd? Righteousness. So the Bible teaches us the second thing to do, put on a breastplate of righteousness that will guard your heart. Did you know that the scripture says that you have to guard your heart above all things? That needs to be guarded. Funny that the Lord doesn't say to you, guard your car, guard your house. Doesn't say that. He says the thing to guard is your heart. Why does the enemy attack first? The heart. Think about that. Eileen told me that one day. I'll take the credit for it, but, but she said it. She said, think about it. A heart attack. What does it mean? It means your heart attacked you. Think about that. Your heart attacked you. And this is why the Lord says you have to protect your heart above all things. To be in right standing with God is you mean you are walking close with God. I don't care what you're going through. If you are walking with God, nothing can come your way without God. Do you hear me right now? People are being attacked by the devil. They know how to stand because they're far away from God. If you're close to the Lord, you are rooted in Him. Nothing can move you. Come on, I'm speaking to grown people. I'm not, the babies, I'll, I'll, I'll pat you on the back later. But I'm speaking to the mature folks that says it's time for the meat. Come on, bring the meat. Bring the Tabasco. And throw in some chips while you're at it. Hallelujah. Come on. We don't want the veggies. It backs you up. We want the greasy stuff. We want the meat. I want the blood to flow through my veins. Abort, abort. It's a millipatilipat. Abort. We don't want. We want the meat. And give me some Tabasco. I love a chili. Who likes a chili? Sometimes the word stinks. But it stinks so nice. And you know it's burning, but you put more. That's what the Word of God does. The Word of God never makes a man comfortable. Sometimes he makes him sweat. Oh, sometimes he makes him to grasp for some wind. And say, what did he just say? My goodness, it's burning. It's a good burn. It's not your ulcer, sir. It's the zeal for your father's house that's eating you up. Hallelujah. Don't tell your wife it's it's, it's, it's his way, but I know it's still. You have a burning passion. Can I say this again? Second one, he says, protect the vital organs. Cover your heart. Make sure that you're walking close to God every day of your life. Don't just make, don't give God the spare time. Give Him the best time. Be intimate with the Lord. When you're intimate with God, you're not intimidated by man. The more intimate you are with God, the less you hear the devil and his lies. 
How do you know that God speaks? The more time you spend with Him, the easier it gets to know His voice. Come on, He's the God of peace. The else should die. Come on, He is. More time you spend. Because what's happening, the enemy shoots an arrow. Fury darts. He sends attacks to your life, to your family, to your children. Remember, he hates you. Satan doesn't play footsie-footsie with you because he tolerates you. He hates you. The Bible says the thief has come for one reason, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's it, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So when the enemy, this is what he'll do. He'll shoot an arrow towards your heart. I shall not be moved. Come on. A lot of people getting this the whole day because they're not Im intimate. The breastplate of righteousness. And I'm going to say a, a hard thing, but it's the truth. Have you noticed it says the breastplate of righteousness? People that walk in sin, you're open. You're an open target. Sin leads to death, people. Sin leads to destruction. That's it. But when the breastplate of righteousness is on, the vital organs is protected. People think that it's something that you just do once, but listen to me. When you really understand this, it's a war. The Bible says there's a war going on. Let me just explain something to you. While you're sitting here, some of your loved ones are home. Satan is busy fighting for them. Oh, you didn't get this. He's busy fighting for your marriage. Satan is busy fighting for your marriage. Satan is busy fighting for your children. Busy fighting for your family members. Come on, those in hospital, Satan is busy fighting to kill them prematurely. This is why the Bible says there's a war. But we have an answer. And his name is Jesus Christ. I said his name is Jesus Christ. After this morning, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will understand your authority. That you're not just called to sit on your blessed assurance, but you are called to step out and say to the devil, in the name of Jesus, I bind your works. I bind your lies. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Write that down. The breastplate protects me of all my vital organs. Protects my heart. It's close to my heart so that I can be in right standing with God. So number one, he teaches us that you have to be girded, your ways have to be girded with the truth. So you have to find yourself in the truth of God's word. It's impossible for you to have truth when you're a church hopper. If you're a church hopper, there's no truth in you. Let me just say that, get it out there. I understand if, if you're not in a church where the Holy Spirit is, get out, but get a new church, get secured in that church, and get, get to the word of God. Going to church once a month, does not cut it. I said it does not cut it. It must be on your priority list. Your children shouldn't have to ask you, are we going to church on Sunday? Because they grow up and they do the same thing. Well, my daddy didn't go to church. My mommy didn't go to church. You have to have the truth. When you have the truth, there's no listening to the lies and the deception of the devil. I didn't want to go there, but I'm going there now. If I see how people are lining up for the COVID test and get vaccines, I promise you that the mark of the beast will be so quick. They will receive it so quickly because there's no truth in them. When you have the truth, you know the deception and the lies of the devil. Pastor, don't you believe in the COVID? I don't give it power in my life. 
I'm girded with truth. I have the breastplate of righteousness. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Only with your eyes will you see it. It shall not come near your dwelling. For the Lord is my shepherd. Come on, I shall not want. I'm speaking to somebody right now. Come on, you better high five your neighbor and say he's preaching to you. Come on, tell him he's preaching. The devil will always attack your heart. I said the devil will always attack your heart. Guard your heart. I said it one more time. I ha- listen, I think the thing that I'm going through personally at this moment is the Lord making me. Guarding my heart. Making me. He sometimes puts you in uncomfortable situations. Lord, give me a new heart. Okay. But Lord, do it my way. Just give it to me. Just give it to me. Oh, just give it to me. And you ask the Lord, give me a new heart. What happens? Here comes that person. Lord, I'm asking you for a new heart later on, but for now. No, no, I'm giving you an opportunity to get a new heart. I'm teaching you how to forgive. Lord, I don't want to forgive. I want to hit. I want to spit. Just forgive. Have you noticed when you ask God, give me more faith, what does he do? He puts you in a situation. (laughs) The dumbest thing that people do is they stand on the shore. And life is waging against them. And then, uh, Lord, give me, give me faith. And we open up your eyes. You're in the middle of the sea. Where's God now? Lord, I've asked for faith. I'm teaching you. Keep this thing protected. I say that one more time. Keep this thing protected. I'm telling you, as a preacher of the gospel, I think that's the thing that the devil attacks me with every day. Is to protect my heart. I struggle with stupidity I think I'm too intelligent for that I struggle with people that doesn't think how many of you know what I'm talking about somebody's laughing they feel the same way as me protect your heart this is the year that genees peanut Have you noticed? Can I just throw that in? I have to. Oh, that's not God. So who's that? Who, who heals them? You want to tell me the devil heals? He's a created angel that fallen. He's not the creator. So how is it possible that the devil can heal, but Jesus can't heal? Mampara! I just had to. Can we go on with the next verse? Please. Thank God we can edit all this stuff. Francois, <laughs> above all, all right. oh. and having shot your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, they said with the soldiers, the, the sandals that they wore was at thick soles so that they can have a, st- a firm foundation. In other words, when some, they said some of the soldiers' uh, sandals would have uh, stuff underneath so that when they, they stand on the ground, 
it sunk into the, into the ground so that when they are pushed over, then going nowhere. And it also speaks about always being prepared. Always being prepared and willing. So that, you see, having shot your feet with preparation of the gospel of peace, is that wherever you go, you have to carry the gospel of peace. Let me just quickly say this to you. Sometimes you are the only peace that people will know. I understand today 100% certain stuff. People just want to be with you. Why? Because they need the peace that you carry on the inside of you. Come on, let me speak to you this time. Some of you just call you, just call you, and, and you wonder why they call you. Why, why do they call you? Why do they need you? It's because of the peace of God that you carry. Because time has proven that you're not just a pushover. I said, you are not just a, a pushover. The peace of God guards your heart. Come on, wherever you go. You're a minister of peace. And I want to say something. I, I fight it, but I'm going to say it. Live with peace with all men, as far as you can, the scripture says. Even if they don't like you. Peace. Peace, brother. Because when you want, hear me right now. If you want to be protected, you have to live in peace. Because the Bible says God blesses the peacemakers. I'm speaking to somebody. Why has the enemy thrown you around lately? Because war. I'm going to say something to you quickly. There's only one thing in the word of God, in this verses, that speaks about defending yourself, fighting back. The whole, every other, when he says put on the helmet, it's to defend yourself. It's to protect you, by the way. So when the enemy attacks you, the man inside the armor... It's only when it comes to the sword that says, now you fight back, but I'll get, I'll get to that. So, f- quickly, three things. Number one, you have to have the truth. Good with the truth. Every day of your life. You have to get under teachings that's truthful. Not heresy. I said not heresy. Not feel-good messages. Listen, look at me, look me in the eye. I am not a public speaker. I'm not a motivational guy. I'm the guy, type of guy that casts out demons. I'm the type of guy that believes, even if people say, you're foolish, I trust God to heal his people. I'm the type of guy that will go the extra mile, believing God, that his word cannot come back void. That's me. I said, that's me. I'll preach you uncomfortable. Most of the times, I will not preach you happy. I'll preach you uncomfortable until you break through that dimension and you know that you know that I am free. I am free. I'm not a public comer. I'm not a public addresser. I'm a minister of the gospel of power, a demonstrator of the kingdom of God. You want God to protect you, you better get in the truth. Get yourself with the truth. The truth is, with long life will He satisfy you. The truth is that He will keep you. He will protect you. He will take care of you. Guard your heart. Walk in righteousness. Lay down your filthiness. Give the devil no place. Don't be a pushover, but always where you go, carry peace. Did you know that the Bible says, if anybody accepts you in their home, what it means, if they take care of you, they're good to you, leave the peace of God behind. Hallelujah. You invite me for cake and tea, that cake is nice. Hold your peace, your peace, Lord. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Okay, let's go on. And, and having shot your, your, go back please. 
And having shot your feet of the preparation of the gospel of peace, then it flows into above all, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So the, the, the shield of faith, so now your heart's protected, you've got a sword, you've got, you've got some weapons, but here's the most powerful thing. He says, above all, you have to have the shield of faith. So faith sees you through. There's different dimensions of faith. You, you needed faith the day that you gave your life to Jesus Christ. Who believes that? That's not the faith to cast out demons. That's saving faith. All right? You need that faith to, to be able to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. But with that faith, you can't cast out demons. So the Lord is taking you a little bit further. A little bit further. So how do I know that I have faith? Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Let me say that again. Faith, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Faith and obedience walks hand in hand. The minute that enemy throws an arrow, because my faith fights for me. You need faith. Not, you're not, you don't need positive thinking. You need faith. This is why you have to sit under those and stay close to those who feed your faith. This whole thing that's happening around the world today is fear. This is a fear pandemic. I said this is a fear pandemic. How do you fight fear? You fight it with faith. Declaring what God's word has promised to you. Say yes. I can go on with faith. You, you, you have been in the 30 days. I've taught on faith so much. But he says, above all, you have to pick up faith. Pick up, pick up faith. Say with me, I have to pick up faith. One more time. Because that's your shield. That protects you. The scripture, what does it say? Uh, it says, the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And you will quench the attacks of the devil. I'm going to say something profound. Satan does not have faith. He doesn't. They don't know how to operate faith. If the devil had faith, God would have told him the same thing. The power, the, the, the miracles that you see me do, you can do also. He didn't say that to angels. He said it to us. Satan doesn't have faith. The only thing he can do is he shoots darts, attacks. Most of the time, those darts come in the form of men. Ouch. Government, COVID, fear. And the only thing that you do is, this is how you walk. Come on, it, it just hits the shield. Above all. I said above all, taking the shield of faith. Come on, taking the shield of faith. Come on, say with me, taking the shield of faith. Faith is not asking God for a breakthrough now and after two minutes say, Lord, we don't know what we're going to do. Faith is standing firm on the promises of God, knowing that it's yes and it's amen to the glory of God. Faith is knowing that it's already done. Faith is knowing that if he said it, he means it. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. You know what the shield of faith teaches you? That all things work together. For the good of those who love God. You know, can I, 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 hope, I hope it means something to somebody. If the enemy attacks you, the Bible says all things work together. If you love him, 
if you're called according to His plans and His purposes, anything that comes against you will work out for your good. Even if you don't know that now, you don't know why now. God's never taken up by surprise. Let's go on. So it's your faith that protects from arrows. And take the helmet of salvation. Let me just stand still at the helmet of salvation. You see, without salvation, there's no victory. The Bible says taking up the helmet. So the helmet protects the mind. It protects the head. Let me say that again. Without salvation, there is no victory. Let me say it one more time. When you, are, when you were born again, have you noticed that the first thing that changes is the way that you think? Before you were saved, your pants were there. When you were saved, sudden something happened. Jesus, I thought it was a man. I'm going to get nasty letters after this one. But think what I'm telling you. You don't think the same. When you were in the world, you wanted to party. Now you want to get a new number. Okay. Before you were saved, you f- you, the only thing that you were thinking about, party, when's the next braai, club chips. Now that you're saved, your mind changes. Now my mind is on the things of God. As Paul says, forget about the things on the earth, put your, things on, your mind on the things above. So now your mind is changed. Am I speaking to the saved people? Because now your mind is protected. As a man thinketh so... As a man thinketh so easy. Let me quickly tell you something. Before you were saved, you were exactly what people called you. You had your earthly father's DNA running through your veins. He failed. It was destined for you to fail. But after you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you're a new creation. You don't think like they think. You don't have to think poor. You don't have to think small. Come on, you can think as God thinks. You can declare as God declares. Because now the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world. Romans chapter 12. But be, be transformed. Why? How? By the renewal of your mind. We renew our minds daily. Daily. You can't renew your mind thinking like this world. You have to be saved. The only way to get yourself through is you must be saved. You must be born again. They sang a song this morning and it had something to do with salvation. Now we are saved. I wept. It just moves me every time. You know how many times I was so happy when I saw people getting healed. I still do. There was nights that I cried myself to sleep because of the power of God I saw through my hands. But let me tell you what puts me to sleep at night. Tears running down my cheeks knowing my name has been written in glory. I've been saved. I've been sanctified. Come on. Do you hear me? My name has been written down in glory. When the roll call comes, my name will be on that list. I can't wait for that day. You have to be saved. You must be born again. God does not listen. The Bible says God does not listen to sinners. You can pray and pray until you're blue in the face. If you're not born again, He doesn't listen to you. He's got no obligation towards you. You rejected him. He didn't reject you. People ask me the question, why does a loving God send people to hell? He does not. You decide where you go. You reject him, you go to hell. Come on, am I speaking to the right crowd? You have to change your whole life. Because when you are born again, he's obliged. 
Somebody asked me the question, if if today 2 billion Christians pray at once, what will heaven hear? What will God listen to? Think about 2 billion people speaking at once. What will it sound like? Let me explain to you. When 2 billion Christians pray at once, this is what God listens to. He only hears you. He only hears you. He only hears you. He only hears you. 2 billion people pray. He only listens to you. You didn't get me. He only listens to you. This God is so big. He's so awesome. He's so glorious. He's so wonderful. My God, that two billion people pray at once. He's only interested in you. That's when you're saved. I said, that's when I'm saved. Say, that's when I'm saved. There's a guy that lived many years ago. His name was John G. Lake. John G. Lake came to South Africa. He basically started... The AFM church, the AGS. Shocking. Because John G. Lake came in South Africa when there's a pandemic and viruses died in his hands. You didn't get this. The AGS and the too. Well, John G. Lake said, dead, 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 because he believed the word of God. He was so protected and shielded by God. That the only thing that moved him was what he believed. Now, everybody's faith in this building is on a different level. You can't be where I am. I can't be where you are. I'm walking with God in my own accord. I know what I know. <laughs> I said, I know what I know. By the way, these two eyes have seen too much to doubt God. I'm saved, I'm sanctified. My mind has been renewed. I don't think like a child no more. I think like a grown man. I put down childish things. I don't care what people think about me. It's no longer I who live. Come on, my mind is protected. I said my head is protected. My head is right. When I leave this world, I'm not leaving feet first. I'm leaving leaving head first. You have to have the helmet of salvation. It means that your mind is protected. You give no right to the devil because this is where sin starts. In the mind, this is where doubt starts. Because, you know, sometimes when I need an intelligent conversation, I go and speak to myself. I have a boardroom meeting. Basil, yes, here I am. But you have to protect your mind against doubt and fear and unbelief so that when the enemy attacks, you're not moved. Then the Bible says the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's the scripture that says, this is what you do to attack. You use a sword. So how do you fight the devil? Let me ask you that again. How do you fight the devil? 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 Come on, when the enemy says that you're over, how do you fight the devil? It is written. Come on, when you feel down, how do you fight the devil? How can you fight the devil if you don't know the word? How do you fight the devil when the word is not engraved in your heart? You, know, you, you have to come to a point, grown in the Lord. We no longer have to run to Google, but that you know it's in here. It flows out of here. Come on, like a vocabulary, he says, 
And you can quote, you can quote, you can declare the word of God. When they push you in the hospital room, you don't say fear, fear, fear. You declare it is written. Isaiah 53. It says that by his stripes I am healed. Exodus 15, 26. You are the Lord, my healer, the one who takes away all my disease. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Come on. Even if I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Come on, Job, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we shall remember. That's how you fight the devil. You don't fight the devil and looking at the number, who's going who's to feel the most sorry for you? You fight the devil telling that devil, let me tell you what the word of God says. Jesus never fought the devil giving him his own opinion. When the enemy tested Jesus, he didn't say, well, um, you know, let, let me just phone a friend. Or I think. Jesus said, it is written. Jesus quoted out of Deuteronomy more than any other books of the Bible. He quoted scripture, not opinions. Am I speaking to the right crowd? Do you know what he went, goes on? So a lot of people has their armored. And they miss the most important part of it all. Prayer. He says you have to pray in the spirit. Can you imagine? Yeah, you are fully God, fully, fully good. And suddenly you start to speak in tongues what the devil thinks. Now I'm confused. Let me just finish with this. Before... Before the armor, the devil saw you. The devil had right to your mind. He had right to your heart. He had right to all your organs. He could have attacked you. You would have pushed over. Now that I'm girded, he tries to find a way how to get to me. Because when he tries to hit my mind, the helmet of salvation is on. My God. I'm protected. My head is completely protected. He wants to attack my heart. People want to hurt you. It bounces off you. My God. When the rest walks in war, you walk in peace. Suddenly the whole world, your enemies even say that surely his God is with him. I'm speaking to somebody right now. You gird it with truth. You are only moved by the truth of God's word. You are moved by nothing else. It's the truth that keeps your weapons. This is why then you know that no weapon formed against you will prosper. Because anytime an arrow is shot at you, you have a shield of faith to lift up. It bounces off you. I believe this is the reason why Paul could shake it off when the vapor bit him. And not having any harm done to him. Because he was completely protected by God. This is why Stephen, when they stoned him, he didn't cry out, Oh, please, I'm sorry, I'll change my conviction. He cried out, Lord, forgive them. Because he was a carrier of the gospel of peace. He knew that death has no sting over him. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody in this place. So when the enemy sees that he can no longer attack, now God says there's a while that he will just, you just have to be protected and don't worry about anything. And then suddenly he says, now it's time to retaliate. How do you do that? The word of God, the sword of the spirit. And you come against, you see, this is the thing people think that when you're Christian, you can just sit back and, you know, meekness does not mean weakness. You can be meek, but you're not supposed to be weak. 
The time has to come where you draw the sword and say, devil, I come against you in the name of the Lord. I love what David said. David said to Goliath, you come against me with sword and spear. I come against you in the name of the Lord. Started fighting back with the word of God. And then he says, pray. You have to pray. So now you're completely protected. And you're walking in the armor of God. But you know what it means to pray in the spirit. You pray your way out. I'm telling you this today. There's times that you have to pray your way out of stuff. There's times that you have to put such a demand on God that you don't go to bed unless God has moved. Sometimes you have to worship your way out. And do you know how quick it is to worship when your mind is protected? Because if your mind's not protected, you think about fishing, the bush, boltong. Come on, let's just say that, let's just say it as it is. Your mind is everywhere, it's not secured in God. But when your helmet is on, your heart is protected. The truth is on. You're not a pushover. I'm praying for people today that God will allow you to grow. That you will no longer be a baby. Some people are going to grow supernaturally today. You will still crawl and but after this message, you're going to walk strong in Jesus' name. I said, you're going to walk strong in Jesus' name. You know, there's nothing wrong with asking for prayer. But people have made their pastor their high priest. Your preacher is not your high priest. Did you know that you have access? You have access. I said, you have access. I said, you have access. I said, you have access to the throne of grace. But what we do is we put, you know, we think it's easier. God listens to you, to you alone. But what God is actually saying, I'm so personal. Listen to me. He's so personal that he listens to the mother that cries for her children. He listens to the daughter that's crying out for her daddy. He's listening to the father that's crying out for his daughter. He's so personal. And he just wants you to say, Lord, here I am today. And I want, to, I want to finish by saying this. When you start to pray, I believe with all of my heart, the minute a born-again child of God starts to cry out to the Lord, God makes heavens to stand still. I can see a father saying, I want to ask you this. How many fathers in this place, when your children come to you, they must make an appointment first? How many? I know one thing. My earthly father, if I pick up my phone, I call him, I say, I need help. He's there. Why do you think you need an appointment with your heavenly father? When I cry out to God, he says, cancel all my appointment. My son is calling. I'm walking in there armed by God. The Bible says the accuser, the devil, will accuse you day and night. But you have a high priest in heaven that says he's, got, he's done nothing wrong. Hallelujah. And then you step into the holy of holies. That's how you receive. Many wars are already won. This is why God says protect the mind because the mind says, I don't know how it's going to happen. It's not your job. Your job is to put your focus on Him. Do me a favor. I want you to lift your hands across this place. I want you to close your eyes quickly. Lord, thank you today. My lives will be touched by your presence right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, breath of God, that you move in this house. That every person sitting here, they feel defeated. They, they will know 
you've paid the price. It's not over until Jesus says it's over. I'm asking you to breathe over situations this morning. Every fiery dart, every attack, it comes to an end today in Jesus' name. I know it's easy to say or to preach this message if you're not going for anything. Sometimes when you go through stuff yourself, that's when faith needs to be applied. This is why I know what I preach today. Because when you cut me, I bleed. But I know a man who's able to change everything. You want the devil to leave you? It's time to submit to God. And when you submit, you'll be able to resist the devil. Every hand's lifted, every eye every sickness, every disease, everyone crying out to you right now. Thank you that the Holy Spirit, you'll breathe upon them. I command breakthrough in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, that you will breathe upon the slain that they might live. I pray, Lord, that you'll bless them, turn their lives around, turn situations around. Breathe on that family. Breathe on that marriage. Breathe on those children. Right now, right now, I speak life into the ICU units around South Africa. I declare in the name of Jesus, life to flow through those rooms. The spirit of death, I command you, let South Africa go. Now in Jesus' name, let him go. We speak life, Lord, to those mortal bodies. Holy Spirit, this morning, breathe in the hospital rooms. Breathe in the morgue right now in Jesus' name. And I give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' mighty name.